Shut up, I love it. Uh, Sasha, I know we had a topic scheduled for this episode, but I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about stuff that's going on with me, you know, because like... And what is it? Well, I am a little... I have an illness known as... Shut up, I love it! I'm (laughs) Joe Cabelli. That's a new new drop, yeah. As of this episode, (laughs) I'm dropping the new last name, Joe Cabelli. I'm Sasha Feeler, and <laughs> this is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special returning guest Crazy. to talk about something underrated, underrepresented, forgotten, unknown, secretive. You tell me. You tell me, guest. Who are your guest? This guest is a returning greatness in my life and in this podcast, Jay Hunter. I love it. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. You know yeah. or you don't, right? Jay, when Jay Hunter walks in the building, you know or you don't. Yeah. yeah. So you definitely know. It's impossible not to know. Um, you just know, you know. I I, ah. I make my, my presence known. And I make my presence known in your podcast quite often. There's uh, probably a lot of people smiling a mighty smile right now because they, they, they're they like, yes, another Jay podcast. Another episode with Jay. I love his ranting. Um, true. And they were just listening to an old one. They're like, I got to re-listen yeah, to no, an I'm, old Jay one. Oh, there's a new I one. The sandwiches like three times last Ugh. week. It's getting old. I need more. Um, yeah. So I'm here this week to talk about a movie uh, called Sick of Myself. And um, yeah, it's a movie that Sasha and I, we just watched just a few days ago. Um it's kind of making me regret telling Sasha that I enjoy a movie that we watch together because I, because it might lead to being roped into being on a podcast. Like I might be forced. It's possible. To- well, I did get a frantic uh, text from her. She said, we have to do this episode immediately. No, I said Jay wants to <laughs> record it. Yeah, I guess in a way I want to if if it means that I'm I'm being told I I have to. So like in in that respect I do want to do this podcast. Happy wife, this. happy life. True. It's true. You I just I, I just go where I'm told, but like but it is it is an amazing movie and it's a weird movie and it's probably a movie that needs to get you know knowledge of it needs to be spread about. So um yeah, it was have you seen the movie, Joe? I am a professional. <laughs> I watch, listen. I, yeah, I, I guess I assumed for a second that uh, that maybe you sometimes don't watch or experience no. the things that you do the show about, but that's obviously I've not. I've half watched you before. No, you know where you're maybe like doing something while you're watching it, maybe gooning a bit or something like that. But yeah, no, I did watch this. Uh, we'll we'll definitely get into that. Um, but I want to see what category of shut up. I love it. First off, I don't think anyone's heard of this because it is new. And I think it's also another word that starts with N. Starts with uh, Norwegian. Oh. It's new and Norwegian. And I think and that's a big reason. 
why <laughs> I feel like Maybe nobody was. liked that <laughs> and I'm just trying to go with the flow. It's Norwegian and Norwegian that's probably movie. a big reason why it needs some uh some love just because I don't know where most people in America would see a Norwegian movie. Well, um, Norwegian movies are normally found on the internet, uh, uh, where all other movies and are. And what's that? Go into that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's save that for another episode. Shut up. I love the internet. Oh, um, interesting. But, uh, but no, yeah. So it's Norwegian movie. I think I came about, I, I became knowledgeable of it or became aware of it because I had heard about the filmmakers follow-up film to this movie, which is an American film, or at least it's like an English language film called Dream Scenario that uh, Nicolas Cage in, is in. And I had heard some, you know, I read about Former it. Former topic of the Shut Up, I Love It. Nicolas sure. Cage? Nicolas That's Cage. you guys did an episode about Nick Cage, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so maybe maybe you'll have to do a follow-up episode of when Dreamcatcher comes up, or Dream, <laughs> Dream Scenario comes <laughs> up. Not Dreamcatcher. That's a whole other movie. Um but yeah, so I, I heard about this movie. I heard it's like it sounded kind of weird, almost kind of dream scenario. Sounds almost like a Michelle Gondry type movie. Uh, uh, the the rough plot is that Nicolas Cage is just like a kind of average, ordinary, boring guy, and he starts popping up in like everybody's dreams, like everybody <laughs> in the world. Why are we talking about that movie? <laughs> well, 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 I, I don't know. I'm 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 it filling time. I'm 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 rambling, you know. I'm 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 just starts the next fifty minutes is us talking about Nick Cage and a movie. Two thirds of us, us three of us have. Yeah, all, all of us. Yeah, yeah. Th that would be fun to do a podcast on a subject that no one knows anything about and no one's experienced before. I, I feel like we actually, must have done just, it. Yeah, I mean that that sounds interesting to me. Like like just like I wonder what this movie's about. Like everyone just kind of uh, uh, supposes guesses and then. <laughs> Later, they come back like, and say, "Who was like right?" Like that John Malkovich movie that's about to come out in 150 years. We talked about it the last episode. Yeah, do you know about that? This is sidebars are okay for a J episode. <laughs> By the way, Sasha, on the Zoom, you're sounding robotic and like a different mic. I don't know if you're. You know what? My mic just died. The Yeti, it's not working. So if I sound too robotic, I don't know what to tell you. Is it really okay. bad? It, it's. It's like you're calling in on a radio show. Yeah, That's it fine. does sound bad. What, what do you mean the, the mic died? It's just not working? Or? <laughs> this, oh. this episode just already just like what format? Uh, it just stopped. It just suddenly told me like it's, do it's done before. This mic is no longer working. You're going to have to It told you it. that? What yeah. told you that? A message on my computer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, so well, I'll have to edit this. Okay, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. Is it really bad? No, it works. I mean, yeah, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, can come, I can come into the house and fix it for you if you want, but like it sounds fine, I guess. Yeah, people are mostly tuning in to hear me talk, so I think we're probably okay. <laughs> All right, to go back to... So, Jay, do you know about this... What are some other movies we're out. not supposed to be talking about today? All right, all right. Well, the so, movie that's coming out in, the, in 150 years. John oh, yeah. Do you know about this movie? John Malkovich, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. It's in a vault and set. <laughs> he made a face <laughs> when he said Robert Rodriguez. And written and starring John Malkovich that is set to come out in 150 years. Um, sounds like it's probably a good movie. Uh, sounds like... <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, sound, like, it sounds like... It sounds weird it sounds like a gimmick i mean 
who's going to be like, what is it like a lawyer has it and like the law firm's going to release it in 150 years? I mean, it's uh, in a metal private vault. Yeah, we've discussed it. And I know I sound much better now, but we've discussed it in a previous uh, episode with Howie. So I just wanted to put it in your brain, Jace, something to think sounds about. like it would interest you. I mean, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it sounds like it sounds like one of the better Robert Rodriguez movies ever made because it'll never be seen. by <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's probably, it, in my mind, it's got the highest grade right now. There's El Mariachi, his his breakout film, that's good. And then everything else, trash. Um, but uh, anyway, but this movie isn't about trashing Robert Rodriguez. That, that's maybe the next episode I'll appear on. Um, no, this, 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 so anyway, so we, so dream scenario, I heard about that movie, but then I heard, well, you got to check out this filmmaker's, uh, you know, first movie called sick of myself. And the Norwegian title is called seek Pike or seek Pike, whatever, however you pronounce Best it. Best not try it. Don't, you're, don't you're, pronounce it. You don't have any strength with international languages. Psyche, well, Pikey. Pikey, yeah. Pikey. Uh, it's called sick of myself is the translated title. And yeah, I mean like what's the movie about it's about um this this couple uh the the woman's uh, the couple is uh Signet and thomas thomas is an artist like kind of like a sculpture installation artist type of person and Signet is, works at a cafe and uh the movie kind of starts off it's kind of like one of these like kind of slice of life Norwegian drama, like it kind of starts off as if it's like a, just a kind of a character study, you know, like, like the worst person in the world is the movie that comes to mind where it's just kind of this movie about normal people. And it just kind of charts their life. It's kind of shot in a very prosaic sort of uncinematic manner, kind of like, it's not stylized in a, you know, heavy sense. It just feels like realism. Um, and like, like the camera's kind of standing back and zooming in, like just kind of filming everything from a distance, not trying to say much with like camera movement or, or lighting or lenses, which is fine. That's like a certain kind of movie, which is interesting sometimes. Um, but, but so it starts, so I can't remember exactly how it starts, but, 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 um, we we're starting to learn a little bit about Senior and Thomas and, you know, Senior, it's mostly a bunch of conversations where Senior sort of is trying to. Uh, uh, you know, like conversations with their friend where she's trying to sort of, you know, start a conversation or add to a conversation. And she's kind of not, you know, she's kind of failing or kind of stumbling with it. And, and, um, you know, her boyfriend's getting more attention, uh, you know, in, in, in the conversations or her friends are getting more attention. Um, oh no, no, you, you know, I'm completely wrong. It's, it starts off. They're having, and you know, look, we're going to go, uh, uh, 20 seconds of, you e- of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It is, it is about a, a unspectacular woman who finds desperate attempts to oh, be spectacular. So much better. Okay. There you go. Well, so, so, so the movie starts off. <laughs> Hire at, me to write your log line. At, at Signe's birthday so party. Good. Like they're having a birthday dinner, right? And um, and there she goes out to have a cigarette and the boyfriend steals the bottle. They kind of dine and dash. The boyfriend steals a he's a klepto. Yeah, he, he steals a twenty three hundred dollar bottle of wine that they ordered, just starts running. And so you think the movie's going to be like, oh, she, this woman's got this awful boyfriend. But um, the next scene is they're at a party and their boyfriend's kind of holding court, you know, like like telling the story. And everyone's enamored about how interesting his their adventure was today. Basically, the spotlight has been taken off Senior. It's no longer about her birthday. It's about her boyfriend pulling this stunt or whatever. So so you see a series of of 
events where something similar to that happens. And, you know, eventually Signe uh, so, sort of invents having a food allergy at, at a dinner party. And she starts to get attention uh, from this like fake food allergy that she says that she has. And, you know, people start to be interested in her just in a very light kind of like 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 banal way. They're like, oh, that's interesting. You you're allergic to peanuts or nuts or whatever. Like, OK, cool. And, but she kind of gets a little attention from it. And then it then the movie just sort of heightens itself from there on, like she's just making up lies or inventing scenarios in which to get more and more attention from. Um, and, and that's basically the movie. It, it, it just it just sort of like it just heightens and heightens. Is that the movie? Yeah, the, 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 the movie is her it's trying to get unspectacular by woman by... doing spectacular things to be spectacular. I don't think she's doing spectacular things. I think it's like she... an, an unspectacular woman like m inventing reality or falsifying going to ex uh, spectacular lengths yeah, is what yeah. it is G going yes. to crazy lengths in order to get attention she's basically like a a narcissist and and it's just taken to an extreme absurd level you know and she 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 ends up taking this drug that she reads about that, that it, it gives it gives spoilers a rotting well, well that is like the first act <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so Just, she, it she, might not seem that from how, how jay's described no. the movie but actually we're not even past the first act yet <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's 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 not as long as i as, as you might think from my description but the uh, movie is actually over by now if you started the movie at the same time we started recording the podcast the movie is finished <laughs> That's true. That's uh, it. It's probably going to be true, actually. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So I so I don't know. It's it's a very it's an interesting movie because it's about narcissism and it's about I think it's an allegory for our culture because she's you know she she it's just about her. It's like you know people on social media posting pictures of themselves trying to get little bits of attention and you know it, it, there was just something that rang really true about it. Like it just you just notice these character attributes and other people in, in in life and you know it's taken it's taken to an to an absurd degree but um yeah it just it just kind of hit me and it's been kind of lingering in my head and and festering there in my brain and so you know i i i rather enjoyed the film so you guys saw it together mm -hmm. right yes. at the same time yes and yeah. okay and this was not long ago this was a couple of days ago a couple, couple days, days ago, ago. Couple days ago. And, and i know that's we usually watch movies uh, in separate rooms, but like simultaneously, <laughs> like that's usually how we do it. But this movie we watched together side by side. So it was a little, it was a little unorthodox. A little upsetting. Good one. Okay. Um, yeah. So we know how you saw it. I watched it uh, Saturday night. Okay. Uh, rented it. So six bucks on the budget. Oof. So if Ooh, we can get Venmo. some, mm -hmm. some ads in here. Uh, mm -hmm. But this is so about this movie is the victim like victim complex using victimization as like a character trait and like for attention that we see so often online and not um it was ridiculous there was a clip i wanted to send you guys to watch um are either of you familiar with the comedian john early uh yes he was in the search party show yes correct yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he, he's funny i i see him on He's often a guest on the Tim Heidecker podcast. I like John Early. So this, if they made the American version of this movie, he would be the main character. And yeah. there was a clip from his Netflix uh, special, The Characters. It was like different comedians doing half hours of sketches 
from themselves. And one of them, he is with his fiance doing like a, a dinner, whatever, like fiance, we just got engaged dinner. And he sees his fiance getting more attention. So he starts faking passing out in the middle of the uh... dinner. And I wanted to send it to you guys because I was like, oh shit, this is that sketch. This whole movie is that sketch. And uh, that is to say, I love this type of humor and like how dark it is and depraved and sad. It is like the way people will just to get attention, you know, they, the lengths they would go. Uh, it, I kind of had a blast watching it. I know we don't usually give our opinions. Mm, I was hoping you would because i had a feeling you would like this movie yeah and i wonder how you feel about it sasha because are we giving seething. away everything well i only ask questions i do not <laughs> demand answers mm, I, I mean it. this is a podcast where we discuss a subject so i would say it's it's a valid valid we're not asking you to rate it but uh but but maybe tell us what your impressions were sasha lift the veil lift the veil um i liked it a lot I give it four and a half stars. What? On <laughs> I said you don't rate it? Letterboxd. Yeah, why are you Letterboxd. rating it? On Letterboxd. On Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, right, I just feel like that's... when you bring up another rating system, it makes our rating system jealous. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think that's fair at our rating system. Well, to be fair, the Letterboxd rating is a much less convoluted way than, than your rating system. This is, is true. Yeah, we know that. It's a very simple, straightforward <laughs> rating system. So, so I don't think we've spoiled anything yet. Okay. I would argue that letterbox uh, <laughs> rating is the most accurate rating to me. Like when I gauge movies, I'm like, nice work, letterbox. You knew it. You pretty much knew it. If anything, they slightly underrate movies, which you're like, okay, nice surprise. It was actually better than you thought, letterbox. Uh, you, you know what I will say in on that topic is as much as you could say bad things about Rotten Tomatoes, have getting to see the critic score versus audience score against each other is an interesting variable that I think yeah. adds a lot of weight. All right. Anything about IMDb ratings, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think they're all bad. I, I, I guess I don't really know Letterboxd. Uh, I, I hate Rotten Tomatoes. I, I routinely find movies that are are rated like 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, I find are, are brilliant, amazing movies. Um, and oftentimes movies and shows that have perfect scores or near perfect scores on Rotten Tomatoes are the, 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 the height of, of banality and, uh, you know, like, I, mediocrity. I, I think it rewards like mediocrity because 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 it's just a flawed rating system, Rotten Tomatoes. And I, I like the the being able to see critics and audiences. But I mean, first of all, audience score don't give a shit. Audiences are stupid, and the people who are the audiences are are. It's like I might as well go to Seven Eleven and be like, Hey, what'd you think about this new movie that's out? You know, like, I, I got, well, this I, is I, true I, too. Not yeah, about their opinion whatsoever. <laughs> I love when you, you get somebody who's like, Oh, I like that movie, and you're like, What did you like about it? And I'm like, Well, I don't know. I didn't really think about it at all. <laughs> like, okay, then you didn't like the movie. You liked that you were alive for an hour and a half more than you usually are. Like, that's funny. That's what you liked. Yeah, oftentimes people say they like a movie 
because they weren't like affected by the movie. They're just like, yeah, it like existed. And I, and I sat there and I didn't want to leave, but I, but like, you know, like movies that upset people are sometimes interest or to me, some oftentimes more interesting movies are if they, if they, they kind of leave you feeling uneasy or something. And like a lot of people would say that was a bad movie. I didn't like that. Cause I feel like my, my world's turned upside down. And, and so that, you know, and, Anyway, I just, I just like, like, I think Annihilation has like a very bad rating on, on uh, letter on Rotten Tomatoes. And I, I think that's like one of the great sci-fi movies of the modern era. And, you know, I just find it r- routinely wrong. So Letterboxd, I'm not t- terribly familiar with, um, uh, you know. That concludes I, our sidebar on ratings. Do, and, well, transition, does, does anybody know the reception of this movie? What's the reception? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people thought of it. Yeah, because I, I actually didn't look up if it was highly rated or respected or anything. I feel okay, like nobody's well, seen it, right? Like, that's hey, one. I happen to be on, on Wikipedia, on the Wikipedia page, because I was afraid I would forget the cast members' names. And so the, re- <laughs> the reception, which I now understand what you're saying, the reception of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> a category. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so under reception, it says on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 72 out of 100. Uh, or no, that's Metacritic. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it 88. Well, I'm reading 77.6 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, a 91 approval rating, 91 percent approval rating. Um, so not a bad score. Got, got a, but like here's the, here's the thing is that I think with foreign films, it's probably Rotten Tomatoes is a little more accurate because like the general mouth breathing masses don't see foreign <laughs> films to weigh in, you know, like the, like you're kind of like, you, you, you're kind of cherry picking a more intelligent crowd, you know, uh, that, 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 that sees a foreign film. So like, you know, it's not the same people who are, who are like reviewing Dr. Strange two or whatever, you know, piece of great murder. movie. <laughs> so yeah just to go back to sick of myself as a movie yeah so i have some questions that i was wondering what y'all think about so first of all there's a scene early on that i can't tell but it might be the inciting incident it might be the scene that jump starts everything where yeah i think so where Signe ends up whether saving is a is a strong word saving she ends up being in the center of like um, some woman going through an attack, an animal attack. And uh, she sits there covered in blood. But what we learned from flashbacks is that she wasn't literally like saving the woman, giving her like CPR or I guess holding her wound, covering the wound. Um, But she was like, pushing other people away so they won't steal the spotlight yeah when she said like moment it was crazy that no one helped except for me and then you see that she would not allow anyone to yeah like somebody stepped forward and she's like go like signaling for them to step back uh so that was kind of a reveal so is that like where she almost it's an easter egg (laughs) it's almost like this is where she like tasted the blood so to say of what is this being a hero slash victim i mean i think she learned a key she learned like an extreme and then but the extreme could not be replicated in real in reality oh so you have to go really far yeah she she got this like stroke of luck 
that she got this extreme thing that people would give her attention to for, and then it faded, and she's like, well, fuck, now it's got to be bigger than that. It would have to be, and, you know, kind of forces it because of that. So, yeah, to me, that's what it was. I, I, I agree. I, I think it's like she got the pure, uncut Colombian uh, uh, fish-scale cocaine that, like, j- straight from the lab – and she tasted that and she was like, I want that. And then all the, all that's around is just like meth, like street meth or whatever. So so she, she's constantly chasing that high. There'll be like, a lot of drug. Um, <laughs> if you don't if you don't know what I'm talking metaphors. about, you know, like, uh, I mean, you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, educate yourself. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's, you know, definitely chasing that that pure high and trying to 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 achieve that level, if not higher. I think she also wanted something that that um, would be longer lasting because the, the dogs the, the her saving the lady from the dog. I think they, they imply that it it's two weeks that she's been telling the story and getting attention from it, you know, because like one of her friends is like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all you've been talking about for the last two weeks. Um, before it runs out of steam, so I think she wants something that's gonna that's gonna maybe last forever, um, which is why she goes to the to the uh, extremes, the, the lengths that she does. Um, but I, I think that it brings up another element of the film that I liked a lot, which is that there are a lot of fantasy sequences in the movie, mm-hmm. and normally someone who who doesn't like, I think it's a cheap cheap uh, uh yeah technique or, or convention to to kind of have a you know it's usually like oh someone's dreaming and they they wake up like you know screaming in the in a way that no one's <laughs> ever woken up out of bed before they just kind of like lay flat and then go suddenly par- suddenly parallel or suddenly hates perpendicular that. i i when gasping for air like no one has ever woken up doing that <laughs> I, I, it drives me fucking crazy when i see that but but so um, so yeah, so I, I th- th- that's such a cheap trick. I, I despise it. But in this movie, you're constantly seeing what are her like fantasy versions of, of reality, where she's like projecting the future or or, or remembering something in, in, in a in a in a, in a uh, incorrect kind of fantasy laden way. And, and I think it's used to, gr- to great effect, you know. So I, I think you um, it doesn't really connect to the dog thing because it's more of a flashback to reality. It's one of the few moments where you see what really happened as opposed to her her um, her impression or, or her, her fantasy. Well, that's how the flashbacks work. It seems like the flash forwards okay, right. are is usually the fantasy, which I think works really well for the movie because it plays almost like a drug, like it's a side effect of the drug too like right. a stupor or something that she enters into and then is living her life while thinking this fake shit's happening. Uh, so I, I felt like that was a good reason why it didn't feel for me like a cheap move or anything. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it just, it functions as a, like you just, you get to learn about her interiority and, and it's not meant, it's like, I guess usually when that, when that flash false, false, you know, dream sequence thing is used. It's to trick the audience into thinking like, "Oh, you think she just got killed, or you think like, like, oh, he robbed robbed the gold, but he didn't. He's just dreaming, you know, and he's in a sweat." Um, whereas in this movie, it, the first couple times it kind of it kind of tricks you, but it, what it's really doing is showing you her 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 interiority, which I think is a it's just a, it's just a fun technique to tell the story. I'm interested in uh, the themes of the movie because, like, it really reminded me of those people who also – it reminds me a lot of situations, but uh, online or wherever people, like, 
a white person finds out they're 10% black or something and are like, well, see, I was oppressed now. Or like, oh, <laughs> I, I'm 2% native. Oh, I'm native now. Like now I'm going to be, you have a, to respect uh, my native uh, women, uh, like writing fellowship. <laughs> yeah. And writing an essay yeah. about how <laughs> now you've I'm always a, been a, a victim or something. Uh, aspiring directors program. Cause I'm, I'm <laughs> suddenly uh, diverse. True stories. And, and it just like came across as a lot of that work. Everyone uh, in the certain like online era in the last five years was looking for their victim card that they could play and be like, well, I'm, I have ADD. So oh actually, my God, it's still happening, Joe. Yeah, yeah I, I believe is it happening is. Constantly. <laughs> Sorry for the like, ADD folks. As long as you're not Sorry. treating it like you were uh, a genocided group or something <laughs> like was actually uh, in World War II, Hitler wanted to genocide those. <laughs> That's what we're going to get uh, from this whole thing. But anyways. Let's not. <laughs> She's like, going to get it. Um, but it reminded me a lot of that where like people want to be the victim without actually having to be the victim and have the 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 problems that you would have. And this woman goes and does it <laughs> and like makes herself right. legitimately sick and just is going with it because it helps her well just because faking an illness the uh allergy had its limits she mm -hmm. couldn't balloon in front of people like just going <laughs> yeah was like not really doing a severe allergic reaction <laughs> effect so you have to also like do the thing. Take care of your body. Meaning, get sick, like you're saying. Get a Russian, uh, Russian crocodile based on crocodile, right, Jay? That that that's what I think. Yeah, there, there's a, dr a Russian drug called crocodile, which is like them trying. It's not even like a real. It's not a real pharmaceutical drug. It's just that's the street name. It's like basically they're trying to create like a synthetic heroin out of like household products, and 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 what it does is if you do it it like starts to decompose your flesh and and i'm almost positive that's what this is like based on or inspired by the the uh the the drug in question in the movie it's called lidexol in the in the movie but but i think it's also like like you know the other social critique of it is that it's like yeah she wants to get this this like real disease or this real sickness so that people will feel feel sympathy for her and she will become special and she'll get attention from it but she also doesn't want to do anything like they would require work to do it. So so she she just comes upon this phenomena of this drug gets you know decomposes your flesh and gives you this this condition and it but and it's as easy as just asking your friend to buy the thing and then taking it. It's like she doesn't have to like it if she wanted to give herself another disease it would probably she'd have to go to great lengths to like to mm. do so whereas this is just as easy as like go online shows up in the mail but like you know send them my credit card number it's just it's just like a like a transactional thing that like you can do in a capitalist society you can just buy something and ingest it and then boom you get what you want um there's no no heavy lifting is 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 needed at all but she's um, still hashtag so brave for doing <laughs> this <laughs> yeah yeah so how do you mean she doesn't know she's gonna die from this thing and she takes it 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her wand she goes is for very it. strong. She, yeah. she has guts, like for sure. I mean, like, like, like to do something like that is like holy shit. I mean, like you, you wonder, did she think that it was reversible, or did she think that like she could be cured of it? Like, I don't know. It seems like it's a pretty permanent thing. Like basically, what ha her like flesh decomposes, and she gets these. You know, you get these like big open scars and sores. I mean, it it looks like you have open sores all over your, her face, but. Um, you know, I, well, I, I don't know if she knows that she's gonna just bleed fountains of blood all over herself at some point. Yeah, I, I processed like how severe it's gonna be, but she definitely, I mean, she's looking at the pictures, it looks gnarly, it looks like you will die from it. If you, I think the attention really supersedes it. Like, yeah. if if the I see a scene or a different path of this movie where she stops getting attention and then has to deal with it. But I think the more she it gets worse, if she's getting more attention at the same time, which by the end of the movie she is, like the ramp up to the end, it's like she's she's happy, like oh shit, but this is happening, cool, like doesn't matter that I'm coughing blood. Yeah, yeah, she you know, the modeling days. Yeah, the modeling days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she gets the, the commercial spot, you know, that's like that's like the climax of the of the insanity and and also the climax of the attention that she's that she's getting. Um, you know, I wonder if it part of it is because I remember in, in the movie, she's like look, re online reading a, a news story about these Russian people taking Lidexol and having this thing. And I remember it was all girls like pictures of girls that she was seeing for the most part. And I, I wonder if there is because like I like it, their 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 um, symptoms were severe upon first glance, but they weren't as severe as she gets in the movie. Um, and I, I wonder if that was part of it is that she because because she she immediately like when she gets the scars on her face and stuff, she starts taking and, and this is where I feel like it goes into like a really a really well well done social critique is like she starts taking pictures of herself or having her boyfriend take mm. pictures of her, you know, with these scars and, and, and these posing these deformities. Yeah. And she's posing. She's doing like duck lips and she's like turning to the side, looking sexy and stuff and trying to, <laughs> you know, like, like look, look, look attractive and like as soon as that started happening I, i'm like okay this is a, a movie about a crazy person but it's really a movie about a crazy society that that, that has gone that it's lost its, its marbles and is, is like you know like anything for attention which is like what obviously instagram and all this nonsense is is just people like showing off trying to get little bits of clout and attention and like to what end like what, what where does it ever stop and um, you know, I, like, I, like, like, well, like people make money from it. You pointed out last night to me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, you know, and that's the only, the only part of it that I can understand is like people who are making money off of it, who are like making tons of money off of it. Mm -hmm. like, I get that. Cause it's like, okay, well, everybody has a job and a lot of people do annoying stuff to make money. And if you're making a million dollars a year by taking pictures of yourself doing some dumb shit, like great. Like, you know, people work harder jobs all the time, but, but, but like the people that don't make money off of it, that are still obsessed with it and just spend all of their time looking at it and, and interacting with it and, and creating content for it, whether it's Instagram or whatever, that like that's where the sickness happens, I think, is because is, is it's like, what do you actually, the only thing you're getting out of it is attention and clout, right? Yeah, um, and when your aim is to change yourself or, you know, like, 
doing it in a way that's not you too, just so you can get the action. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's this girl's problem ultimately, is she had nothing to offer or was not excited or happy with what she had to offer, so she comes up with this lie. You know, and I think that's the real sickness of it. Is you're like, we got to get the likes. Let's do something that's not even interested. We're not even and, interested in. And to be fair, she's faced with many obstacles. For example, the one person she's looking to feel sorry for her, her boyfriend. He's very hard. He's a bad to guy. Like. <laughs> He's very hard to get a word out of that's, uh, you know, supportive or concerned. Right. It's well, very he hard. Same, he has the same sickness as she does. He just hasn't like he just hasn't, you know, doubled down on it as deep. Yeah. <laughs> like like he, he he he's just as much of a sociopathic narcissist as she is, right? Like 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 he he's constantly jealous of the attention that she's getting. Yeah, you know? he's almost her, you know, they're almost equals, but she is the one willing to go harder, way harder. Yeah, yeah. There's an amazing scene, one of the best scenes in the movie, when they're on the bus and she's scarred on her face and wears like a disturbing mask. You can tell that she is somewhat oh, yeah. disfigured. And the, a young woman across the way can't help but stare. And I think the scene is done from the guy's point of view because he doubles down on hugging his disfigured girlfriend and showing affection <laughs> to her while checking to make yeah. sure that the onlooker is impressed. He nods at her, I think. He nods at the onlooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the onlooker is basically with her eyes basically saying in her facial expression, like, like, oh, my God, look at this boyfriend. I wish I had a boyfriend as great as that because he's he's loving this disfigured woman. It doesn't matter what she like. You can just tell the, the, the narrative going on in her head. And, and, and yeah, he's just like soaking it up. And it's like, what, what does he what does he get out of that? Other than other than just like this, like fleeting pleasure of of attention, right? Like it, it's as much of like, Someone, it's a reward. It's a yeah, dopamine. It, it's as it's as much of a dopamine Injection. reward as someone hitting like on someone's stupid post and you know like liking it or hearting it or whatever. I mean, like that. That's the thing that that, that that I think is like is like the most disturbing part of social media in general is that so much of it is just about likes and just like this concept of like he liked it, she liked it, like 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 I, I got ten thousand likes. It's like it's like what the fuck is that? Like a, like I mean mm. I get I guess I get views like the concept of views and visits more than, as a man who's been watching a lot of youtube lately i've been watching i've been watching a ton of youtube instructional videos for home improvement stuff i've been i've been going through a, a home improvement renaissance because i'm 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 uh, uh unemployed unemployed right now because <laughs> of the ongoing works hollywood work stoppage i there are no jobs even though the writer's strike is over that no one is shooting anything hollywood is melting down and so you know like instead of just but the house gets better and better instead of just yeah, it's a blessing I learn how to fix the mini fridge by by you know like replacing the transformer behind it. I'm like I'm I'm fixing baseboard. I'm doing all these things and yeah, I'm watching just countless YouTube videos of like people who are like at least these YouTube videos are people like trying to share knowledge. Like there's some sort of utility to it, which which you know. But like as I'm watching YouTube videos of of like how to bang a nail in a certain way, you know, I'm seeing they're like feeding me other. Other, like I was showing Sasha, there's like a, a YouTube person. It's this girl 
who's like a young girl and she like dresses kind of scantily and or like she dresses like she's going out to the club right and she's playing guitar and she's like a good guitarist she's like shredding playing like you know covers basically on, on send guitar. me the link but she's got you know like 14 million views of her like playing like acdc thunderstruck on the on the guitar and like she's she's just sitting there She's just sitting like, there playing guitar, and it's like it's like, hey, she at least knows how to play guitar. I'm sure there's people doing fewer, like like less interesting things, but you know, fourteen million dollars—that's <laughs> one hundred and forty thousand dollars of YouTube money that you're getting for fourteen million views. And it's like, it's like, you know, I, I'm just I'm just like, I guess maybe that's another reason why this movie hit me so hard is I'm just I'm like peering into the into this world of like people getting attention through social media and like, you know, like like just how strange and kind of like creepy it all is. For a movie that has zero social media in it, right? I think it only yeah. has very like, little. Yeah, I think that's its mentioned. strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I it's about something without sure. having it. Yeah, because because there's yeah. something there's nothing I, I hate more than a movie that's about cell phones and fucking Instagram <laughs> like, like that like that like that that is I immediately want to turn off a movie as soon as I see you and Howie Kramer, former former. <laughs> Yes, he hates screens on screens. Oh my god! Like as soon as someone starts tapping on their phone, I mean, if they're like taking a picture with it or using it as a flashlight, I'm like, okay, sure. But as soon as it's like we're communicating through text messages in a movie, oh, like get you know, get lost. And get I won't be like I can't tell you how many people write a pilot in my class and how many times I have to tell them, okay, they don't have to zoom with each other. They don't have to text each other just have them meet like just have them meet yeah. like it's not imperative to your story that it's over text. no one's gonna question why they're at no, the park just have like, them just... meet and they're like still would like keep turning it in because that's how they live and they want to you know based on real stories yeah i mean <laughs> real story always goes back to texting that's how deranged our society is though is because i'm sure a lot of these people that they're thinking like well is that believable that they'd actually meet at a cafe wouldn't they just zoom instead or wouldn't they facetime each other instead and it's like i guess that's true for some people but that's just like a sad depressing state of affairs that it's like more believable and more realistic that people would communicate via text mm -hmm. and it's like i don't know i mean you know, that is the world we live in. And I'm sure there's going to be filmmakers and storytellers who do interesting things with that. I've, I've just I'm I've yet to see anything that that makes me want to watch it. Like I just, like I see that shit and I immediately want to turn it off. You know, like like I guess with the exception, like this movie also reminds me of Triangle of Sadness. Have you seen that, Joe? Yeah. Watch. And or yeah. Square. Yeah, exactly. Like 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 like, you know, Square, like a critique, the square, the same filmmaker, Ruben uh, Oslund. Uh, is a Bless critique you. of the a, cri a critique of, of the art world, um, and then tri triangle of sadness, a cre critique of modern culture and society, but but definitely has a social media element of it. The 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 two the the two model you know people, the guy. Mm. And the well, model. and the first one, Square, is about satire of the art world yes. in Europe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's you which know. this movie touches on as well. Yeah, so true, yeah. yeah. It, it's a it's not quite as biting of a satire of the art world no. but definitely there i mean like the, the you know, thomas the main character the the, the secondary character Thomas, basically Thomas, second on the call sheet yeah uh he he, he basically <laughs> he steals furniture and then assembles it in a kind of focacto way and uh and then presents bless you art. um uh, you're getting blessed focacto. a lot in this episode. <laughs> my ass focacto yeah yeah i'm bringing focacto back focacto is a great one <laughs> 
Um, no, love that it sounds like fucked up. So it's like fuck yeah. Fucked um, up. So so yeah so um, yeah d- definitely a critique of the art world, but um, like like a, a little bit more of a critique of a fake artist than anything. You know the the world of art is not a, not a, a target as much as just like a, a bullshit artist who who it's kind of funny because it's about narcissists and and like at the, the thing that he wants out of his art is attention it's like the narcissistic pleasure is what he gets from the art like when he's giving the toast at the dinner and his girlfriend takes the attention away he's really upset because everyone was like he was basically saying like well the the way it is as an artist and everyone's like enamored yeah. his talk and you know him him having the, the 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 newspaper article written about him is is like that's the reason he wants to make the art not not to make the art itself but to get the attention you get from making art and to make sure that his article gets noticed he also like has the article say he steals the furniture like he's a thief who steals the furniture and makes art out of it which <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that a target. Yeah, it yeah, leads you to assume that That's part of his, like, what he's like, part of his marketing of his branding of himself. That's his Marina Abram- Abramovich, like, a uh, moment in life. Yeah, he doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to tell people that that's what he does, but he knows that, that that'll make him special, being, being Tomas the thief. Because he doesn't have any real talent. So, no. yeah. you do these forced things, these not genuine things and, and to be totally honest in the beginning because they don't explain that he's a thief and that he's just a bullshit artist like when they first show his his art showing where it's like these kind of squiggly chairs intertwined with each other and standing on their sides when i first saw that i i didn't as an audience member question like oh he's a bullshit artist i just thought to myself oh he, he made some interesting sculpture okay sure like or he did he did some weird so maybe thing it was these, decent actually yeah, you he just did some weird him. things with these <laughs> objects like 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 you know that, he's like, a good like, artist he kind of fooled me, you know, <laughs> from from the get go. So I mean, you know, like, the, you know, you, you wonder how many, how much of of gallery art is just that. What do you What do you get from that scene, Joe? Because well, and Jay too. Because I just feel like I I heard from Jay enough for a while. But um, <laughs> from the scene where they do, um, th- there's the commercial shoot, right? The climax, Act Three of the of the movie, where Signe is actually in like the art space like in the museum and she's surrounded by these sculptures like why place why set the scene there like what is that how what kind of contrast does that art present with Tomas's art if any well i think that's what she wants to be is what one of those sculptures just this like forever thing that is there's you don't know what any of those sculptures are they're no. just like there are they not, are Norwegian. important you know the, like you just know you walk in that room you're mm. like oh these are important even though they a bunch of faces. didn't do anything and i think that's what she aspires to be as this just thing even like his art is that it's like oh you, we're supposed to think this is important and worthy of our attention and yeah, it's flawed and her too you're like oh she's damaged she we must give her our attention and respect her and and all this but no yeah there's something of like an immortality thing going on too that like like if you're once you're put 
you're photographed and you're put in a newspaper, you suddenly become a part of history. And if you're in an art gallery as a sculpture, you're suddenly, you know, you exist like, like mm -hmm. the notion that you don't exist until someone you write a book or, you know, like she has the fantasy of writing the book or, or having a newspaper article written about her or being in a commercial or, or being a sculpture or something like a, it, it, it you know it definitely has something to do with that but but um I, I i took it that scene as being almost like i'm kind of i'm kind of like backstepping on on this idea now that you said that joe but but my first impression was that like oh well now they're in like the quote-unquote real art gallery right so she's like ascended to a, a level higher than tomas because now she's like surrounded by authentic art quote-unquote by being around actual sculptures but 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 it's 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 you know it's trivialized by the fact that she's just doing like this this frivolous commercial which isn't real art you know it's like they're using they're using the real yeah. art as a backdrop for their fake art which is you know uh uh you know consumerism uh, commercial well um, i think it's both you know it's both those things tr truly yeah yeah um, interestingly the director of the commercial right jay is the director of the movie yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I, I actually I thought Ooh. that the reason that the director was a woman, and um, even before we watched the movie, I don't know why I thought that. I I think maybe the because you're a feminist. Because I'm a feminist, <laughs> I assume that women are behind all the great works that I encounter. Um, I just that's my assumption. Um, call me crazy, but you know that's just the kind of guy I am. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I think it's because I think I saw the guy's name is Christopher Borgley. So I, I think I saw Christopher and I, and I thought it was Bless Christian. You. I thought I, it's my third blessing. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, I, 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 I don't know why. Anyway, I thought it was a woman, but I Googled uh, the director later that I would be surprised if the director of the commercial was not the director of the movie. I think it's him. I, I Googled his face. It, I'm pretty much sure it's him. Yeah. Great, great, great scene. And I mean, like that whole scene, I mean, it's, I hate to say things are cringe because I think actual cringe is very off-putting and it makes me not want to, I don't actually like true cringe is not, is not enjoyable in my mind, but this true was, cringe is funny pages, but you loved it. it Chris cringe is what? Funny pages. Funny pages, but you loved it. Yeah. I don't know, but the, I wouldn't call that cringe. I would call that just, I would just say that that, that was great stuff. I, like, I don't know. I don't know, okay. I don't know how I distinguish the two, but like, like I, it, it's just a visceral thing. It's like, do I want to watch it or do I want to turn it off? But like, like, so, so, so this was like getting close to me being so uncomfortable that I wanted to turn it off, you know, but, but, but I just, I loved every second. I just found it to be so hilarious. Like the, the apex of humor, you know, like, like, like when the mustachioed assistant collapses, I mean, I was just cracking up. I mean, it, it's so funny, but also so upsetting and dark and disturbing. I mean, it really, this movie is like just perfects the nexus between be, be, between like darkness and, and comedy, I, you know. Yeah, I, and do. not to mention the, the blind assistant and like right. how everybody, it all into this like we seem to covet victimhood as this thing that it's not and how we shouldn't covet it you know like oh i hired a blind person for this job they won't possibly succeed at nor am i giving them the tools to succeed mm -hmm. and that's still good where it's like no it's it, that's not anything actually that's not an equation that adds up to anything 
Yeah, and, and I don't think it's a critique of representation because it could easily be interpreted as, as like, oh, these like woke. It can people, be, yes. These woke people, they hire a blind girl to be an assistant. How stupid is that? Or they, or they have like a someone with a deformity or or, or a birth defect, like be a model. You know, I don't think it's a critique of that or, or you know of representation. I think it's no. a, people capitalizing on. Representation. Yeah, yeah, it's the abuse and capitalization of it. Yeah, and, like the exploitation of representation, like how like that can easily be just a tool in like a in like a dark sorcerer's, you know. Everybody man. wants clout and she's looking for clout to the woman who is hiring yeah. the blind like, assistant. She, she, yeah. She's acting like she's volunteering for the Red Cross, you know, like like like, like you know, uh, fundamentally, but but um but 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 she just wants clout. She just wants more attention, she wants status and she wants people to think, you know. Like, you know, like, like, oh, what a great person you are for starting a talent agency for people that are are different or whatever, are, 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 who aren't represented. But then at the same time, it's like, well, what do you do? Do you, do you like the only way to increase rep the only way to do the good work and to get different people's voices and images out there is by kind of like exploiting them and, and, and using them, you know, like 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 consuming them and and capitalizing consuming on, right? them. Eating their I mean, bodies. Like, 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 how do you how do you get representation out in the advertising world without doing something of what the agent is doing? You know, like so no, but this the movie takes it a step farther with like her whole staff is it's cartoonishly yeah. made where and the fact that they make it a point that she does not help her assistant do her job like she is constantly moves where the water is like <laughs> this is an actual inclusivity. This is. You putting a stamp on something, I did it, and then not going any further. So I yeah. think all that stuff is like really laid out well in it. And she quickly steps away and gives up on her specialness when uh, things get nasty. She's like, wow. Like she starts like, I don't know, kind of justify herself. Like she's like apologizing. Yeah, she's, she's kind of not standing up. Being like, for... This is what you guys wanted, you know? Like, you yeah. said, you yeah. This. She's like, not she's... standing up for her, like, and, like, she's no integrity in her, basically. No. Yeah. She's she's not a true believer, uh, uh, that's for sure. The, 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 the thing that I thought about when watching this movie was, is in the, I'm, gonna, I'm about to class up the joint here, guys. Like, I, I thought of a, uh, uh, a, a, a Camus book, uh, famous existentialist. Camus. Or, uh, Softer. Camus. Bless you. Um, no, no, Camus. Uh, that's who I'm talking about. Not mm. Sartre. Um, but no, yeah. Oh so so Albert Camus wrote a book called The The Fall. And it's about um, this. I think his name is Clemence uh, is the main character. And he he basically could be anything. Nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> so. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that you all know that I actually read this mm -hmm. book. And I'm not just reading off the Wikipedia page. But uh, but although although I could be for all you know, mm -hmm. um, but no. So Clemence goes through life and he's like a really nice guy and he does. Everyone loves him because he's really kind and giving and sharing and, and like and he kind of uh, I think it's his interior monologue. And you basically realize that that he only does all these good things and helps people in order to get clout or to get, to, to get clout and to get attention and for people to say, oh, he's such a good guy, you know, and so and so and so what happens one time is that the, he's walking at night and this woman, I think she she either falls off a bridge or she jumps, tries to commit suicide and she's in the water, like drowning, screaming, help me. And he kind of looks around, notices that no one's there to like see him do the good deed of saving her. So he lets her drown and just just is like, well, there's no one here to 
to say to, to to witness this so like i won't be like what's the point of even helping her in the first place and so it's this kind of you know there's this dark you know existentialist kind of uh, analysis of like why we actually do the things we do and and is there like the like the concept of like are people actually good or are they just being selfish is it just another film form of being selfish and i i think that like that's fundamentally what this movie is about is like is like a person like that who's Who's who? Who just like like only does things for themselves and is is only interested in 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 attention and approval of others, right? Like like yeah, like, face value only, stuff. Yeah, that's the only thing that matters to them. Um, well, it sounds to me like this is a perfect time to go to the ratings. All Which right, is, perfect. Uh, Jay, how do the ratings work? <laughs> okay, so the ratings on this show. So what you do is you you you, you take some other thing. And you say that this is going to be uh, I'm going to give this a rating of, of whatever. And then you say then you base your other rating on that somehow. And uh, great job. Uh, you didn't have to do the explanation, but I'm glad that you it. I was just I was asked to, uh, uh, to you were asked, but you could have refused. Joe, how do the ratings work? We're going to rate uh, sick of myself on a scale of zero to 10 using something else as the basis of that scale. So that something else could be another movie. You could say Napoleon Dynamite's a 10 out of 10. Mm. And this one isn't as funny. So it's a zero out of 10. Or you could uh, rate it against getting uh, some bad medication. Maybe that's a zero out of 10. And this movie is way better than that. So it's a 10 out of 10. And if that doesn't make sense, Sasha and I will go first. Sure, I'll go first. I'll just be easy. Wow. Uh, you know how easy I am. Um, I will compare this movie to Triangle of Sadness and Square might as well. I'll just put Jay's upset. Wow. I'll put them all Square up against of each sadness, other. Maybe. I'll put them all up against each other. Square was good as a concept, but oh boy, was it long and like just like somebody else needed to make this movie i'm sorry <laughs> square was not my favorite movie it was probably uh but i respect so square is a 5.5 triangle of sadness i'd say is an eight and i will give sickle myself a 9.5 great movie i in some ways i understand deeply jay kindly didn't bring this up but he saw me in this woman and uh oh my I, God. but like not in a bad way i hope well there's no good quality of the woman no so. but i'm definitely the person who like when i was young like 13 years old or like a child i would imagine myself to like die and people come to my funeral like constantly uh, uh. and i told jay like after watching this movie i'm like so you never have fantasies where you like in the center of the attention he's like no i'm like that's weird because I do so um, yeah it's true I in some ways I understand this woman 9.5 Joe alright I'm gonna rate it against you know you post a, a nice picture that with a loved one mm. on your Instagram you know you're just like oh, this, I'm feeling it and then the people come through and it gets a lot of likes you know that feels good that's a good Rewarding. 9 out of 10 mm -hmm. you know the people came out to see your love for your family and said this is nice there you go that's what social media is Jay mm -hmm. uh, this movie loved it what a blast um, 
like I said, I think if John Early would star in this movie, I'd love it even more because I think he nails this type of character. And I love this type of humor of awkwardness and, and cringy black comedy. So uh, it's a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, very glad I saw it. Excellent. So I was hoping your, you would. What, Joe, what was your rating? That we, what was your first rating? 9 out of 10 for a nice loved one picks with lots of likes. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to rate social media as a phenomena and as a thing in culture. <laughs> I'm going to give that uh, a two. So social media in general, I'm going to give it a two. It's almost uh, without any merit or value. Uh, I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's actively ruining the world, and it, the, the 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 benefits are 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 infinite infinitesimal compared to the detriments or the the downsides of the 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 poison that it brings to society and to individual people's minds as well i think social media is such worthless garbage um uh and uh you know that's going to be my old man statement until i die (laughs) but but you know it's like it's not a one or a zero it like has some merit you know like facebook marketplace if you have an old table like you know you want to sell it or (laughs) or or, you know or or like you want to find out what like that that guy that bullied you in high school like like you know where he lives and you know like what what, you know you know you want to dox the bully that, that tortured you uh, when you were young. Okay, I guess that has a little bit of... Um, so Shut up, media, I love it, doxing bullies. <laughs> social media has a two. Um, and I'm going to say, uh, sick of myself, I'm going to give it a 9.2. I'm going to say, really damn good movie. I, it, it doesn't achieve 9.5 or 10 regions for me. It's just shy of that because it's... You know, it's it's not a perfect film, but uh, it's a movie that just lingers and kind of kind of infests your mind, and it, it's hard to get rid of it. It's just it's just, one of the, it, it, it's just like sometimes an infestation is good. It's it's not common that <laughs> you want something to infest your mind, but but um, but 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 this was an example of a good one. So yeah, nine point two. Sick of myself. Amazing, wow, Jay Hunter. That was a pretty. Another good like, I don't know. Has anybody ever had this high of ratings for a subject before? We, we had nine. Probably nine. it's rare. Yeah, though, right. I think I think we have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this is definitely up there. I mean, this is a rarity. It is. All, it is. It is a good one. Where Joe one. and I completely agree. Yeah. So Jay, anything you want to promote on your social media? Presence? I'm going to promote. Uh, I don't. I'm not on social media. That's not true. I have social media accounts. I just never use them. Um, uh, so I'm a hypocrite in that respect. Go ahead, judge me. Um, but no, I'm going to promote uh, my podcast, Podween Satan. It's the greatest podcast in the world about the greatest band in the world. That band is Ween. I am Jay, and tune in every week for a new episode about Ween. Very popular podcast, I hear. Extreme. Joe, what's going on with you? I saw another episode drop. Tell us more. Yes, go to jocabeo.com. You'll find links to my YouTube. A new episode of Robot Guy Teen Team is out. It's a Halloween episode. Still going to be relevant after Halloween. So well, you sure. should check it out. <laughs> and uh, I've got some other stuff that's cooking up to come out on YouTube that I'm excited for. So go check it out. Go listen to it. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to promote. Go watch and listen wow. to Joe, Joe's voices. Um, does great voices. A lot of great jokes. Just get yourself like a nice chuck full of Joe. Like Joe, just like solid Joe. Yeah, a nice get yourself a minute, cup of Joe. two minutes of Joe. 
It's just a really great two minutes of show. Um, thank you, Elizabeth Salud, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening.